Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. O Lord, open thou our lips. Thou mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our King and Savior draweth nigh. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands repaired the dry land. O oh, come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world and the people with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 62 and 63, beginning on page 413. My soul truly waiteth still upon God, for of him cometh my salvation. He verily is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not greatly fail. Paul. How, how long will ye imagine mischief against every man? Ye shall be slain all the sort of you. Yea, as a tottering wall shall ye be, and like a broken hedge. Their device is only how to put him out whom God will exalt. Their delight is in lies. They give good words with their mouth, but curse with their heart. Nevertheless, my soul, wait thou still upon God, for my hope is in him. He truly is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not fall. 
In God is my health and my glory, the rock of my might, and in God is my trust. Oh, put your trust in him always, ye people. Pour out your hearts before him, for God is our hope. As for the children of men, they are but vanity. The children of men are deceitful. Upon the weights they are altogether lighter than vanity itself. O oh, trust not in wrong and robbery. Give not yourselves unto vanity. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God spake once, and twice I have also heard the same, that power belongeth unto God. And that thou, Lord, art merciful, for thou rewardest every man according to his work. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh also longeth after thee, in a barren and dry land where no water is. Thus have I looked for thee in the sanctuary, that I might behold thy power and glory. For thy loving kindness is better than life itself. My lips shall praise thee. As long as I live will I magnify thee in this manner, and lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied, even as it were with marrow and fatness, when my mouth praiseth thee with joyful lips. Have I not remembered thee in my bed, and thought upon thee when I was waking? Because thou hast been my helper, therefore under the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul hangeth upon thee, thy right hand hath upholden me. These also that seek the hurt of my soul, they shall go under the earth. Let them fall upon the edge of the sword, that they may be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God, all they also that swear by him shall be commended. For the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirteenth chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. The burden against Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos saw. Lift up a banner on the high mountain, raise your voice to them, wave your hand, that they may enter the gates of the nobles. I have commanded my sanctified ones. I have also called my mighty ones for my anger, those who rejoice in my exaltation. The noise of a multitude in the mountains like that of many people, a tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together. Lord of hosts musters and the army for battle. They come from a far country from the end of heaven, the Lord and his weapons of indignation to destroy the whole land. Wail, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It will come as destruction from the Almighty. Therefore all hands will be limp. Every man's heart will melt, and they will be afraid. Pangs and sorrows will take hold of them. They will be in pain as a woman in childbirth. They will be amazed at one another. Their faces will be like flames. Behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel with both wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he will destroy its sinners from it. The stars of heaven and their constellations will not give their light. The sun will be darkened in its going forth, and the moon will not cause its light to shine. I will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their iniquity. 
I will halt the arrogance of the proud and lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make a mortal more rare than fine gold, a man more than the golden wedge of Ophir. Therefore I will shake the heavens and the earth will move out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. It shall be as the hunted gazelle and as a sheep that no man takes up. Every man will turn to his own people and every one will flee to his own land. Everyone who is found will be thrust through and everyone who is captured will fall by the sword. Here endeth the first lesson. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and return not thither, but water the earth, making it to bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. And again he began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parables, and said to them in his teaching, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside and that the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground, where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up and it was scorched, because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. And no other seed fell on, but other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said to them, He who has ears, let him hear. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn, and all their sins be forgiven them. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who, 
when they heard the word, immediately received it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. These are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things entering in to choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it and bear fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. 
Blessed Lord, who has caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Our Old Testament lesson from Isaiah is a little hard to understand without some context. Isaiah gives a, a burden against Babylon. And Isaiah is actually writing, you know, this, the ministry of Isaiah sometime at the end of the 700s BC. And he's making a prophecy against Babylon, which will not actually even come to sort of world power and influence over Israel for about another hundred years. So he's looking out into the future in this prophecy. And um, it, it gives the point in biblical prophecy, God often uses um, pagan, uses pagan armies to judge, to, to bring judgment against his people. And then after that happens and, and there's judgment, the, the, the pagan armies become proud, the kingdoms are lifted up and judgment comes upon them also. And so there's this strange, um, you know, tension in Isaiah between the way that Babylon is going to be the arm of God to judge, to judge God's people and the way that Babylon itself then will be judged for its own pride and arrogance. A couple of interesting things in the, in the, that, that, that pertain to other things in the Bible. Um, in, in verse 10, where he says, the stars of heaven and their constellations will not give their light. The sun will be dark and is going forth. The moon will not cause its light to shine. This gives. This is a biblical use of language, dis discussing sun and moon that refer to a change in sort of of cosmic dimensions. And this is used. Uh, Jesus uh, talks about this. Um, you know, this language in in the New Testament he talks about the the um, the Son of Man coming in the clouds and the. The heavens will be shaken and talks about cosmic things. It doesn't mean necessarily that the sun will literally stop shining or the moon will not give its light. It means that the judgment that God is bringing has a cosmic dimension to it. So it's significant to note just that this language is rooted in the Old Testament where 
these visible stage props are indicative of a cosmic change that don't necessarily mean there won't be any more sun. The other thing to note about the Isaiah passage, we won't actually read on in Isaiah to chapter 14, but if you do read into chapter 14, the whole fall of the king of Babylon, this future fall, is then the origin of the word in the Bible, Lucifer, because it, it, it talks about in chapter 14, verse 12 and following, the fall of Lucifer from heaven. And in a sense, the way that the kings of the world come into worldly power and maybe even be a God, an arm of God's judgment and then become prideful and lifted up and then fall epitomizes in a visible way the the way that, that, that the evil one is understood in the tradition to be an angel who was great, who got puffed up and attempted to lift himself beyond his sphere and then fell and was cast down. So the rise and fall of earthly kingdoms mirror, reflect the 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 um the trajectory of the evil one that they who who's who they whom they epitomize. Um just a note or two about the parable of the sower and the seed. It's it's significant in the Bible. Um, in in Mark, the parable of the sower seed, actually in all the Gospels, is told at, at a crucial turning point where P Jesus begins to experience rejection. And so Jesus begins to teach in parables. We just had yesterday the unforgivable sin, which is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. So people are rejecting Jesus. So Jesus begins to tell parables. It's often thought, people often say, well, Jesus told in parables to make his teachings understandable by using regular examples. But that's not why Jesus says he told parables. Jesus told parables to obscure his teaching, to begin to tell stories that would then act as parables both of revelation and judgment as he told the parables in these in these symbolic forms those who had ears to hear would get it and those who didn't wouldn't and this would be their judgment and he, he makes this point in verse 12 where he quotes isaiah when 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 um god called isaiah in chapter 6 uh he says you know um he tells him to go preach to people who won't hear and, and who won't see. And so Jesus explains the reason for the parable of the sower and the seed is that he speaks to all things in parables to those outside so that, as verse 12 says, seeing they may not see, they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand. That's a direct quote from Isaiah 6, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. So parables are both revelatory and are a means of judgment. They reveal meaning to those who seek out their meaning and pursue it so they can see, they have eyes to see. And those who don't, who say, I don't get this, I'm, I'm out of here, who won't seek so as to find, it becomes an act of judgment on them. And so it's, it's, a, it's encouragement for us people of faith to remember that sometimes we don't understand right away but as Jesus said, we should seek. Who you seeks finds. Who knocks, it's open. That true faith continues to pursue until it gets an answer, and it, that's what shows that we've been given those eyes of faith to see. And um, and as we pursue the meaning of things, God will reveal them to us. So a few thoughts about the lessons today. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind.
let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed, and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a lovely Thursday. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. John. Thank, Thank you, you, Bishop Scott. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you. Hello. Thank you, everybody. Hey, Susie. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Have a good day. Okay. Bye. Have a great day. Bye, Bishop.